Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Every single day, something's gonna come your way. Good or bad, you don't need to hang your head. Gotta make a move instead. Don't be mad. There's always a way to get everything a positive in your life. And nothing can stop you now. That's the way we live now. back for another week. Hey, everybody. This is The Good Life. This is your girl, Shay. And we are a... The Good Life is a promotes a commitment to a lifestyle of resourcefulness, everybody. Excuse me, I am so tongue-tied. It is Wednesday, and it's my favorite day of the week, and I'm just so excited to talk to you all. This is a movement, everybody. We are celebrating the innovators, the risk-takers, the movers, the shakers, the go-getters, those who go open other doors, and those who find a way to make it all happen. We call them our do-getters, and that's you, our listening audience, of course. We want to just give some well wishes to our co-host and founder, Ariaga, who is healing and we want to just send some positive energy her way. And before we go into anything else, we always want to take the time out to thank our supporters, our community and family for their positive energy and tangible support to this vision. We never take it lightly, the power to influence, the power to inspire and empower. And as always, everybody, as you receive, you got to pay it forward. It's the only thing you can do. So do this. Our lines are open. You can come and talk to me. I really want to see you. I really want to meet you. We have a whole hour for of a wonderful conversation and our lines are open you can call in at 347-838-8917 that number again is 347-838-8917 so again I just want to give some well wishes and uh, positive healing to my sister Ariaga um, we love you we love you we love you and we hope to get you back on the air as soon as possible and you'll be in better shape and like the bionic woman that you are so we just want to say hey to you um, what's good with me? Well, um, we are done with one month of 2016, and um, I've been reading on social media. People have been sending out, well, you know, I think February is going to be, you know, the start of 2016. January was a test run, and I think I really got it right this time. So um, I honestly can say that there have been days where I felt that way, um, that, you know, January was a little rough, but over Overall, I wouldn't trade any of the experiences in January that I've had um, for anything. In fact, um, they helped me to realize just exactly what uh, my goals need to be 
um, for this year and moving forward in my life. And um, today was uh, one of those days. As you know, here in um, New York, we just um, survived a, a blizzard. And uh, so, you know, all of my students at my middle school came back with lots of coughs and colds. And um, I have been um, trying to skirt around, you know, the sickness, but it did catch me for a little bit. So um, if you do hear me coughing a little bit, it's not because I am um, choking, but it's because I have been healing from the sick monster who tried to take me, but he didn't win. Um, <laughs> but all in all, um, you know, this um, the month of January was just a month of realization and um, dedication. And um, I think those will be the two words that I would use to describe um, the beginning of this year. Um, and... The reason why I say that is because um, in January, I really decided, you know, some of the things that I wanted to commit to um, this year. And um, there are some life-changing things. And, you know, as the months go on, um, I'll be at liberty to share some of those things that I'm working on. Um, but just know that they are are definitely things that are going to change my life in a positive way. And I'm really excited about the change because, um it helps me to realize that, you know, all the hard work that, that you've put in for all these years and, you know, you've wondered if anyone ever appreciated anything that you did or the work that you've done, um, it's starting to pay off. And um, sometimes it's always not monetary. You know, a lot of times people look for the monetary payoff in things and um, I'll tell you from experience, a lot of times it's not always going to initially be monetary. Sometimes it's just the satisfaction of knowing that you've actually completed that task or um, completed what you set out to do, and the satisfaction and the pride in knowing that you're actually able to do it, whether you, um, you know, are seeking out resources and, and helping to, you know, excel yourself, um, you know, um, academically, and you're able to do that. Those are great accomplishments, and they're not always um you know, manifested um, in a monetary way. But, um, you know, you know that you're going to see the benefit from it down the line. And I feel like a lot of things that I've been working on um, in the last few years have been somewhat in that vein. Um, and just I'm really excited to see how much it's going to um, – produce fruit and um, influence others and hopefully inspire others and um, continue to inspire myself and push myself and encourage myself to to keep doing what I'm doing. And so having said that, um, we posted on social media last week um, that we had a really exciting topic to talk with you all about. And, you know, as we're getting deeper into 2016, a lot of people are, you know, struggling with their New Year's resolutions, if they've made any, and um, one of the things that I've I've tried not to do personally is make New Year's resolutions, but I've made, you know, declarations, and um, I have made um, kind of manifestos of, of some of the things that I want to accomplish, but one of the things that Ariaga and I were talking about <laughs> Um, in, in preparing for this week's show is, you know, aligning yourself um, mentally, spiritually, and physically 
to take on whatever it is that you are setting out to do because a lot of times you know and a lot um using the the one thing that most people do when it's time for the new year as an example is to lose weight and you know December comes around and people are like yeah for the new year I'm going to lose weight and that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to lose 30 pounds, and I better lose 30 pounds by February 2nd, and, you know, it's just going to be on and popping. Fit Club, hashtag, watch me work. And in December, they haven't done any type of preparation. They haven't thought about going to their doctor and consulting whether or not they need to go to the gym um, or whether or not they can go to the gym, and, and if they do go to the gym, what type of exercises they need to be doing. Um, they haven't consulted a dietitian to find out what um, foods they need to either add or eliminate from their diet. Um, they haven't even, you know, started to create a meal plan or an exercise plan in December. So in January, when January 1st rolls around, they go to the gym, they get a membership, and they they go to, you know, um, the gym a, f- a few days, and they have their towels around their necks, and they're sweating, and they're like, yeah, this is how it's going to be, Fit Club for Life. And then they hit a wall when they realize that all of this sweating, all of this um, working out, it's you know for some of us ladies it's messing up my hair i or have to constantly get my hair done or you know i'm i'm realizing that i'm i'm super tired when i'm i'm leaving the gym and i have 8000 other things that i need to do i need to tend to the kids i need to check homework i need to tend to my mate and this is not working for me or what most people get discouraged about is they look in the mirror and they don't see any pounds being dropped. They get on the scale and they've actually gained five pounds, you know, while they've been working out and they get discouraged. And one of the things that Adiaga and I were talking about was how do you align yourself in order to get your life where it is, where to the place that you want it to be? And a lot of that is preparation. It's not necessarily just diving feet first or head first and just saying, okay, this is what it's going to be. Sometimes, yes, you do want to, you know, take those risks and, you know, throw caution to the wind. But there's other areas in your life that you definitely need to do a little bit of work and a little bit of examination and a little bit of um, consultation within yourself and a little bit of assessing. Um, before you just completely see that transformation. And, you know, everybody wants a healthy body. Whether you are fine with the way you look physically or if you know that mentally you could use a little help or spiritually you could use a little more, um, you know, work. And overall, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, That whole concept of having a healthy body is, number one, about loving yourself and loving your life and loving the people that you um, interact with on a daily basis and how you interact with them. And it sounds easy. It sounds like you could wake up one morning and, you know, throw the covers back and push the curtains aside and open up your window and say, it's a beautiful day and I'm going to have a great day. But life, as you know, 
do-gooders, it doesn't always work that way. It doesn't always um, happen that way. Sometimes we wake up with the full intention of having a great day, and something will happen or be said to us or even be done to us that completely changes our mood. And I'll be very transparent with you today. Like, I woke up this morning, and I was in a pretty good mood. And, um, you know, it wasn't anything in particular that I was excited about. I was just, you know, it's a good day. Um, I had gotten um, adequate sleep, even though I woke up three hours earlier than I needed to and couldn't go back to sleep. But um, I was still really excited about, you know, tackling the day and and accomplishing some things. I had gone through um, my list of things to do on my train ride into um, my school, and I was ready. And um, I got my stuff together, and I'm getting, you know, my my to-do list for my school and for my students. I'm writing it out, and I get on the phone. And um, normally when I get on the phone in the morning and I'm, you know, just giving a, hey, how you doing? You know, how's your day going? I hope your day goes well. I have a good feeling when I get off the phone. But this phone call in particular didn't necessarily go that way. And it was, you know, pretty um, tumultuous conversation, to say the least. And um, I felt really, really funky afterwards. Um, because it wasn't the conversation that I wanted to have. It wasn't the energy in which I wanted to start my day off with. And, um, you know, I just wasn't in that good place anymore. And I really tried throughout the day to kind of, you know, break that funk and get out of that funk, but I just couldn't. And I realized, um, right in the middle of my day, why? And it was because I really didn't like how I presented myself in that phone conversation. I didn't like how I interacted with the person in which I was speaking with in that phone conversation. It didn't represent how I was initially feeling. It didn't represent what I wanted to convey. It didn't represent um, the type of conversation and the type of attitude that I wanted to walk away from that early in the morning. And it really hurt my feelings because I knew that there wasn't really anything that I could do about it, what had, what was done. And, you know, that was it for that moment. And I feel like a lot of times do-gooders, we, we look at our lives and we say, that won't change because what's done is done and there's nothing else that I can do, you know, um, to change whatever has happened negatively or that has been a disappointment to me or, you know, what sometimes we say or, you know, that's impossible. It's, that's a dream. Like, nobody could ever change what happened back then or the reason or the way in which this relationship is. Nothing's going to change about that. That's just how it is. And we start to create these walls and loving ourselves, loving other people, loving the life that we live becomes difficult. And it's not easy when we have those moments to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, I'm having a great day. I love myself. This is going to be awesome. And, you know, team me. It doesn't happen because of the negative programming that has happened maybe at that moment. But for a lot of us, that has happened and has been perpetuated since we were very young. 
And a lot of times we subconsciously um, punish ourselves, you know, over and over and over with um, words of, you know, um, self-condemning language, you know, even putting ourselves in situations where we are perpetuating that feeling of being unloved, where we put ourselves in situations with people where we know that they're not good for us, but we try to give ourselves an excuse as to why we deserve to be mistreated. Or we just continue to, you know, put the inflict the pain on ourselves by overeating, by um you know, not taking care of our bodies, not taking care of ourselves spiritually, care of ourselves mentally, you know, telling ourselves that we aren't worth, um, you know, whatever it is that we want, that we can't do it because we are inadequate, people are better than us, you know, all of that self-doubt and talk that um, some of us, you know, have done, most of us have done, I'll, I'll be quite honest with you, and some of us have, some of us do it more than others, and it's because we don't feel as though we can ever be loved and be loving, and you know, we we try to perpetuate that negative feeling on ourselves because we don't want to, you know, necessarily see sometimes if we can change that language because, you know, what if you try and you you get really confident about yourself, but then you are constantly being um, surrounded by people who don't see, you know, the change in you and are constantly reminding you about your past or something that has happened that, you know, they want to shine light on. And what I want to say, do-gooders, to you is that no one can ever be healthy if you're constantly talking or thinking or worrying because that's creating and perpetuating that illness because negative thinking is an illness. We weren't created to think negatively of ourselves. We weren't we weren't created to have other people speak negatively to us. We weren't created to absorb that negative energy. And sometimes unfortunately we are surrounded by it. Sometimes we we go to work and um there are negative people on our jobs. I remember I was working this job um, years and years ago, and there was a, a woman there. She was, you know, older than I was. And, um, you know, when you're, when you're the youngest person on the job, you're always looking for, you know, the older people to, you know, um, give you inspiration and to mentor you in some type of way, show you the ropes or whatever. And this one particular lady, I remember I was always puzzled as to why she continued to come to work every day because she could not stand her job. She hated the people that worked there, even though most of them were quite lovely. They were lovely to me, but she didn't like the people. She didn't like the job. She didn't like her desk. She didn't like her chair. She didn't like, you know, the fact that we had short lunches. Just everything about, you know, her life at that job just irritated her. And I always used to wonder, well, you know, why? Why doesn't she just quit and just find something else? And I realized that some people don't feel that there are any other options and that their job and their their role in this life is to be that negative spark 
in every conversation. The one, the, the one who casts doubt on everything. The one who is the pessimist. Oh, that's not going to work. Oh no, yeah, right. You know, if you hear people always saying that type of stuff. It sometimes starts to get to you because you start thinking, well, maybe that won't work. Or maybe I am, you know, 10 pounds too overweight. Or maybe maybe I won't ever get married. Or maybe I won't have kids. Or maybe I won't be happy. And you start taking home their negative energy. And it's an illness because as most illnesses are, they're contagious. So the more you hang around people who are constantly playing that tape of negativity, you realize that in ways in which you might not have been before, you are now speaking that same negative language, speaking that same negative rhetoric. And when you're ill, it's necessary to feed yourself positive and health-focused thoughts. Um, I told you guys um, a few minutes ago that, you know, in working with um, my kids and dealing with the snowstorm and the change of the weather, you know, I got a little sick and I had a little bit of a, you know, head cold. And one of the things that I did was, you know, really infuse a lot of vitamin C into my diet. So I was eating oranges and drinking orange juice and taking vitamin C lozenges and drinking chicken noodle soup and making sure that I, you know, stayed warm. And and when I got in the bed at night, I had socks on and a hoodie and nice, you know, comfy sweatpants and made sure that I, you know, stayed warm and tried to get, you know, the cold out of my system. And a lot of times that's what we have to do, you know, theoretically in our life when we find ourselves being bombarded by negative thoughts, whether it's from ourselves or from the people that surround us, is that we have to fight it. You know, what is it that you're going to do in order to combat that negative, those negative thoughts, that negative thinking? The same way that you would work really hard at combating a cold is the same way that you have to combat negative thoughts and negative thinking. Sometimes you just got to cut people off and just say, you know what, for this week, I really don't need to hear your rhetoric, and uh, I'm going to put you on a timeout for a week. And I'll call you back next week and let you know, you know, whether or not we can still talk or whether or not I'm able to, you know, withstand your conversation. But right now it's not helping me. I'm in a very vulnerable place right now, and I'm trying to better myself. And unfortunately, you're not helping me. You might not be able to say it that way, but figure out a way to let those people or persons know that, they're not helping in what it is that you're trying to do. And um, every cell of your body has to want to reject that negative illness, that negative thinking, that, um, you know, we, we've talked about on The Good Life, the tape that replays over and over about your inadequacies. Every cell of your body, when you are trying to align yourself for positive thinking and forward movement, every cell in your body has to want it, has to crave it. Just like when you're sick, every cell in your body wants you to lay down so that you can get well. And that's basically the same way that you have to look at how your opinions are affecting you, that it is detrimental to your very life to constantly 
constantly allow this worry and this negative thinking and these negative conversations to become part of your being, to, to you know, infiltrate your thought processes. I remember um, a couple of weeks ago, I happened to be on social media, and, um, you know, sometimes I look at the, you know, news and entertainment just to kind of, you know, get myself updated on what's going on because working in the school, you become, you know, fixated in a bubble and you are isolated to the outside world a lot and you really don't know what's going on and sometimes you want to know what's going on in pop culture just so that you can feel like you are connected in some way um but what i realized is that sometimes on on social media when i'm reading some of the comments that are being said about you know different people they're so negative and people take liberties of saying whatever it is that they you know want to say as though they're aren't any consequences. And I realized that I have stopped reading the comments. Like I'll read the news, you know, the little blurb about, you know, the pop culture, um, you know, article, and then I'll just move on to something else because I've, I've found myself disliking, you know, this person who's written this stuff and I don't even know you or formulating an opinion about someone that I barely even know. And you, we have to constantly remind ourselves that those things affect us. Whether we believe it or not, it does. It does, it does, it does. And I can't reiterate that enough because, you know, it's just like catching a cold. If you hang around someone who is sick long enough, you're going to get sick too. And you're going to be very upset that they gave you their cold or their flu or whatever it is that, you know, you've contracted from them. Um, And you're going to fight like hell to get rid of it because no one likes to be sick. And I feel like sometimes we isolate, you know, what we are going to combat to a particular illness, and we'll only focus on, you know, um, losing weight. But we're not thinking about why is it um, that I can't keep the weight off or why is it that I'm constantly gaining weight or why is it that I don't like eating healthy food? Why is that? Is it because healthy food is not around me, I I don't have access to it, or is it because I feel that it's way too expensive to, um, you know, purchase healthier foods? Is it easier for me to get foods that are unhealthy? Why don't I like exercise other than, you know, I don't like sweating? I really don't like sweating, do gutters, but that's me. But I will, you know, say that I know I need to exercise more, so I have to find some low-impact but high, you know, um, result exercises um, for myself because I really don't like to sweat. Um, But that's, you know, that's just a vanity thing. But there are people who, you know, they just don't, I don't want to work out because I don't want to sweat. But they're not looking for those other options like like, like I mentioned. And, you know, you're not looking at it holistically. Is it, you know, a emotional thing? Do I feel like I'm I'm more comfortable being overweight because then when I go out, people don't approach me? Or, you know, is my weight 
pushing people away. And then I'm feeling sorry for myself, which causes me to eat more, which then, you know, causes me to gain more weight. And then I feel, you know, less unattractive. And then I eat more. You know, what is the cycle? So you have to you have to think about that. You have to consider those things, and you have to look at it as a holistic, you know, approach. That how are the things that I want to change? How are they affecting me mentally? How are they affecting me spiritually, emotionally? You know, sometimes even financially, those things can affect us as well. And by constantly having healthy thoughts, it's possible to have a healthy body and then lead a healthy lifestyle, and not just, you know, making sure that you carry in granola, but you're interacting and engaging in positive conversations. You're encouraging people to have positive conversations. You're not allowing people to speak negatively to you or to the people that you care about. You are encouraging people to um, think about things in a more positive way, you know, and you, you will then start to see that it's going to affect change. It's not going to be overnight again. You know, just like we talked about with, you know, January 1st, you head to the gym. And, you know, by January 7th, you've given it all up because you haven't seen any results. You haven't, you know, seen any progress. You're saying, well, how come I haven't lost that weight yet? And basically it's because you didn't give it enough time. You know, it takes time. And part of it is, you know, first establishing and visualizing how it is that you want your life to look like. How is it that you want to speak to people? If you realize or if you've had people tell you that, you know, when you say things to me, you hurt my feelings, instead of naturally getting defensive about it and telling them that they're, oh, you're sensitive, you know, perhaps think about, well, maybe it is um, a little bit harsh when I speak sometimes. Maybe I do let my frustrations take the best of me. Maybe I don't think before I speak. Maybe I'm not considering someone other's feelings, you know, outside of my opinion. A lot of times people are very quick to give their to consider how is my opinion and me sharing my opinion affecting the relationship with the person that I'm speaking with? Because not everybody wants to hear your opinion all the time. Sometimes people want to know if you care. And I feel a lot of times, especially now in this age of social media and people just keep being really free and careless with their words, um, People feel like they can say whatever it is that they want to say without any consequence, that you can just say what you want without any regret. Like you could talk to me any type of way that you want to, and I'm just supposed to take it. No, that's not how it is, especially when you realize that that type of conversation is not being reciprocated, that certain people aren't speaking to you that way. So then why are you speaking to them in that way? Secondly, how is it affecting you if you're the one that's being spoken to in that way? And do you feel as though you're making the allowance for that to continually happen? And how do you have that conversation with the person to say, I care about you, you are a friend, you are someone who I want to have in my life, however, I'm not comfortable with the way that you speak to me, 
I'm not saying that you have to mince your words with me, but I would like for you to be a little more thoughtful, a little more considerate, and a little more reflective when you speak to me because that will then show me that you care as much about the relationship that you have with me as I do with you. And I I promise you, do-gooders, that if you have those conversations and if you start to really think about how is this person making me feel or how am I making that person feel when I'm speaking to them or when they're speaking to me, then it will help you to navigate the the way to a more positive mind, body, and spirit. And there are a lot of um, affirmations, and, you know, um, since we've been in the new year, you see them all over the place. People are throwing them around like hotcakes. But there are a few that um, are really um interesting to me because they're not just fluff. They're not just something that makes you go, ooh, screenshot it and retweet it. You know, they're, 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 the affirmations that I found that I've been reading and, and really trying to apply to my life, they go to the core of who I want to be as a whole person and how I want to approach my life moving forward into, you know, this year and the years to come. And, you know, I've been reading on, you know, how to effectively incorporate affirmations into your life. And a lot of times um, when you go on different websites and blogs, the authors will tell you that affirmations are not just something that you say when you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror. It's something that you constantly play. The same way that those negative thoughts have been embedded in your brain and in your psyche because they've been repeated. It's the same way that you have to embed those affirmations. So saying them a hundred times, you know, if you can, in front of a mirror as much as possible, or even just saying them to yourself as, as you're moving about your day. You know, a lot of times when I'm walking in the hallways of my school, I'm, um, you know, going through my list of, of things that I need to do, students I need to speak to, parents that I need to contact. But in the middle of those, you know, little thought bubbles, I'm also saying to myself, okay, you're doing a great job. You're only one person. You can't do it all today. There's always tomorrow. And sometimes you have to remind yourself that because you want to, you know, everything. But there's only so many hours in the day before you even start to feel as though, okay, I am driving myself crazy. And the same way that you go through your list of, you know, tasks that you have to complete, start to insert those these affirmations into your your life. Take a few minutes every day while you're eating. You know, start to think about yourself positively. And um, I've been doing it. I've been trying to do it as much as possible. Sometimes I'm not able to do it while I'm eating because I'm talking to um, a parent on the phone or to some of my colleagues. But, you know, while I'm chewing my food, I'm saying these things over and over to myself because I do want to be in a better place. And I'm going to share just a few of the affirmations that um, I found um, to be healing and to be – just really, really energizing 
um, especially when you're having a rough day. And the first day, the first one that um, I love is saying to yourself, every day in every way I'm getting healthier and healthier. Every day in every way I'm getting healthier and healthier. So, you know, I've been really changing my diet and the things that I eat. Um, you know, I love vegetables, but I've even added more vegetables to my diet because I just want to be able to, um, you know, have that energy, that, you know, that natural energy that, that fruits and vegetables give. So I've added more, you know, plants to my diet and, you know, so that's one thing, one way for me that I'm getting healthier and healthier. You know, the other way is, again, you know, um, realizing that when I'm in an unhealthy conversation with someone is to, if I possibly can, excuse myself, or if I cannot excuse myself, limit my contribution to the conversation. Um, what do you mean, Shay, when you say that? I'm glad you asked. So limiting your contribution to the conversation goes a little bit like this. An argument can't be an argument if only one person is speaking. And um, I've realized that a lot of times things spiral out of control when you constantly are trying to add to the conversation and you already know that it's going left and it's already negative. So what I do and it might not work for everybody. I stop talking. You want to argue? You want to be negative? You get to be by yourself. I really don't want to contribute to this conversation. I don't want to add to it anymore. And I'm really trying to be healthier in my conversations. And this is not one of the ways in which it's happening. Um, I'm not saying to be rude or to be cavalier, but if you realize that when you comment, it just escalates the situation, then reduce your comments, you know, and then only try to speak positivity into the conversation. Um, what I will do is, or have done, um, is to identify a positive aspect of the conversation, the person, or what it is that I'm trying to convey. So let's talk about something positive in this conversation. You know, what is my ultimate goal? I would like to X, Y, and Z. You know, you you find that the conversation is going a little bit left. Well, my goal in this conversation is to get an understanding of what it is that you need from me. If it doesn't, if it, you know, just doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But at least you know that you haven't contributed to the negative conversation and you're trying to contribute a more healthy and more positive aspect. So every day, in every way, I'm getting healthier and healthier. You know, drinking more water. While you're drinking the water, just saying, and every day and in every way, I'm getting healthier and healthier. You're taking the stairs. And every day and in every way, I'm getting healthier and healthier. Um, every day, my eyesight is better than the previous day. Now, I love this one. The reason why I like this one is because it's not just about the eyes that you're seeing with as you're moving about. It's really about the eyes that you look at the world in. How much negativity do we 
see around us and that we allow to cloud our vision of what can happen, what will happen in our lives, the possibilities of our lives and in other people, you know, how much have we allowed that to cloud our judgment? And I love saying every day my eyesight is better than the previous day because that means for me every day I'm going to see a brighter side of life, a brighter side of my relationships with people, a brighter side of the way that I take care of myself, a brighter side of what is to be of myself once I completely feel that I'm healed. Every day my eyesight is better than the previous day. And I just feel that that's just really, really key because, you know, the way that you view your life, the way that you view your circumstances, it all depends on, you know, how much of it is positive. The next one that I really, really like is throughout the day, I'm full of energy because I know that a lot of times I am not. I am not full of energy. Sometimes in the middle of the day, I will feel run down, ragged, and I'm just like, goodness gracious, quitting time, can't get here fast enough. I want to run out of the building. Um, Working with, with young people is a very, very emotional job, and a lot of people that I speak to who don't work with kids, they often ask me, like, you know, what's the big deal? Like, you really act like these are your kids. You're so emotional about them. You are so, you know, um, attached to, you know, what happens. Those aren't your kids. Like, why are you so worried? And I have to say, you know, I'm with them a lot of times more than their parents. So essentially, you know, I do care about them. I want them to be successful. And sometimes when they're not seeing that, you know, that same vision of success for themselves, it gets very frustrating. And I'm tired. You know, um, there have been times I've come home and I didn't even get undressed and put my, you know, um, my lounge clothes on. I fell across the bed and I went to sleep because I was just completely exhausted. And encouraging myself to have energy is something that I know that I need to do. So throughout the day, I'm full of energy. And and I say that a lot of times when I know that my energy is, you know, going down. I have to build myself back up. I have to encourage myself, okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. Every breath energizes me. I was reading something um, a while ago, and I can't remember where I was reading it, but it was a article about, you know, how how little we actually breathe in deeply and how much it affects our immune system and um, how much it affects our overall health, that when you're stressed out, a lot of times people hold their breath and it's very it's unconscious you know you're not 
conscious that you're holding your breath or when you're upset or when you're angry or when you're tense, you're anxious, you're holding your breath or you're not taking in deep breaths and you're breathing very shallow. I remember one day I was on the train and I was just agitated because, you know, riding in um, New York on the train, sometimes it will take you there, honey. And, this, you know, this incident was going on and I found myself almost hyperventilating. That's how upset I was. And I had to stop myself because I found myself just kind of my chest was, you know, heaving. And I was like, why am I breathing like this? And I was like, I was lightheaded. And I had to stop and take a deep breath. And sometimes you have to stop and take a deep breath, you know, and, and really concentrate on that breath and be mindful about that breath and even you know, visualize whatever it is that is concerning you, you know, exhaling um, that energy, that negative energy out and inhaling some positive energy. Sometimes you have to visualize that, you know, breathe in positivity, exhale negative energy, breathe in a good day, exhale a bad day, breathe in, you know, love and warmth, exhale anxiety and just complete discomfort. Sometimes you have to talk yourself into that. Um, the next thing is I love myself in totality and I radiate energy. I love this one because sometimes, especially women, we like certain parts of our bodies and ourselves depending on the day. It's not always 100%. And do-gooders, you have to love yourself in totality or else you know, healing yourself and getting yourself right, aligning your chakras, aligning your life, and living the best life, and go opening other doors for somebody and for yourself is not going to happen if you are not loving yourself in totality, even your flaws. I will say that again. Even your flaws, loving them, not saying to settle with them, if you see that it's an area in which it needs improvement and that you can do something to improve it, then, of course, by all means, work your hardest to improve it. But, however, comma, appreciating where you are at the moment and in, in, in the time and space that you're at and saying that right now this is who I am and I love myself. There are areas of me that I want to change, that I want to adjust, that I want to improve. But myself right now in this totality is something that I love. I love her. I love him. I love who I am. And I radiate positive energy. I radiate it. I don't want to walk around and be that dark cloud. I definitely don't want to walk around and be the person that people groan when they see coming because we all know do-gooders. We know a person, sometimes some of us know more than one person, that really makes you go, oh, gosh, here we go, when you see them coming because you know that it's going to be drama, it's going to be negativity, it's just not going to be anything worth your time. And 
I don't want any of our do-gooders. We want our do-gooders to be people that people are just like, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait for this person to come and talk to me. They're going to inspire me. They're going to give me some good information. They might even share some tips and tools with me. They might have something that I need. I want to be with this person and be around this person as much as possible because they are the bomb.com. And I feel like as much as you radiate energy, positive energy, as we've always said, it will come right back to you. The positive energy will always find its way back to you. It doesn't it has nowhere else to go but to just reciprocate and to release itself back into a positive vessel. And the last one that I really am am, am getting into is perfect health is my divine right, and I claim it now. A lot of times, you know, because we have illnesses and um, negative, you know, um, thought processes um, going through our family, you know, genealogy and heritage, we take it on as though that's what it's supposed to be. You know, diabetes runs in my family. High blood pressure runs in my family. Cancer runs in my family. You know, we've accepted those things. And I'm not saying that we should just completely turn a blind eye to those areas of health, but to say that, you know, it's inevitable because it runs in your family is not something that I would encourage you, do-gooders, to accept. It may run in your family, but there are things that you can do. There are preventative measures that you can take in order to set yourself up to either prevent it from occurring in your own personal health or to decrease the risk of it becoming detrimental to your life. Diabetes may run in your family, but that doesn't mean that you need to be just as sick or just as affected by it as the other people in your family. Cancer may run in your family, but that doesn't mean that you have to wait for that diagnosis to come in order for you to start making the changes in your life to decrease that risk. High blood pressure may run in your family. doesn't mean that you should be eating all the salty foods in the world because it's inevitable. High blood pressure runs in my family, so I might as well just, you know, eat what I want anyway because that's just what it is. That does not mean jack. Perfect health is my divine right. I am put on this planet to be in perfect health. My My perfect health, may look much different than yours. My perfect health may mean, you know what, I'm drinking as much water as I possibly can. I'm eating as many vegetables as I possibly can. I am, you know, taking my vitamins. I'm walking more. I am, you know, going to the doctor and getting regular checkups. My my numbers are, are looking good, and I'm I'm on the path to exercising. That's what my that's what my perfect health may look like. Your perfect health may be that you have a conversation with a member of your family and you resolve some things. It is your divine right, and you need to claim it. Whatever it is that you want it to be, whether 
it's one specific thing or it's a multitude of things. Start to claim it and know that it is something that you can attain, that you can obtain, that you can hope to influence and encourage others to do. Um, that one is really big for me, and I am really working on making that affirmation something that I um, say every single day because as you get older, you start to feel the aches and pains. You don't really know what to do because, you know, your parents really didn't talk about what happens when you get older. You know, it just kind of happens. And what do you do? Do you start taking, you know, supplements earlier in life? Do you start going to, you know, specialists and, you know, looking at your joints and finding out what is it that you need to start doing now? Perhaps that is, you know. Do you start making appointments for a therapist? Do you start that, you know, that self-healing, that that mental and that that, um, emotional healing? Do you do that? Perhaps you do, you know. Do you start to go to a financial education workshop? You know, if um, not being financially stable is something that is hereditary or just something that's not that wasn't talked about in your house when you were growing up, do you do that? Perhaps you do. If you feel like that is your divine right, that your perfect health, whatever it is, is your divine right, and you start to do, take those steps to claim it. And um, so just overall, I would just feel for me that these affirmations are much more poignant than, you know, some of the quotes that we see floating around. And listen, the quotes are great. Quotes are are definitely good. Um, We have a, at my school, we have a wall of of quotations and inspirational um, messages for um you know, our visitors and for our students and staff to come and see and read because you do want people to walk away and, you know, have some type of inspiration, but also need to go to the core and the heart of the matter, which is what we've been talking about tonight in terms of really changing your mindset. You know, the quotes are the things that keep you going, are the things that motivate you. The affirmations are what help to change your mindset. You know, you can't use a quote to change your mindset because that quotation, that person who, you know, made that statement, they said that statement because they're, you know, they're thinking was on a on a level and a plane for them to be able to see that. Their vision was clearer. Their eyesight was better than the previous day. So how do you get to that point? How do you get to that place where you are able to, you know, have those thoughts and have those, you know, words of, of inspiration? Because we all can do it. We all have done it. We've inspired someone in some way. Don't ever think that you don't inspire people or you don't influence people because you do. But how do you get to the point where you know for a fact that you are inspiring and influencing not just others, but you are encouraging yourself? And that's about changing your mindset. And I feel like, you know, just saying these affirmations over and over and over is what will get you to that place. Um, So 
how long, Shay, does it take for me to actually feel as though this thing is kicking in? On a lot of the um, affirmation blogs, they say realistically it takes five to six months to see that true change. It sounds like it's a long time, but it really isn't. Five months goes by very quickly. As you know, in January, um, Adiaga and I celebrated our one-year anniversary of The Good Life. The months flew by. And, you know, next thing you know, we're like, oh, my gosh, it's one-year anniversary to the day. Wow, what are we doing? You know, this is great. And we come here to a point where we want to be able to, you know, change our thinking. And then we say, five to six months, and we're like, wow, it's going to be so long, oh, my gosh. You know, how am I going to do this? I have to say this at least 100 times every single day for the next five to six months. Yes. If you want it, you'll do it. If you want to see the change, you'll do it. If you want the healing to happen, you'll do it. You know, you don't necessarily have to use these same affirmations. You can create your own, you know. What is it that you want to see? How is it that you want to heal? What are the areas that you want to stop punishing yourself in? You know, how do you want to stop playing that tape over and over and over? How do you want to live the good life? How do you want to go open those doors? You know, how do you see yourself and start to really visualize a healthy body, a healthy mind, a healthy spirit? And you'll realize that repeating these affirmations is not something that is terribly difficult. Repeating them for five to six months at the minimum is not something that's terribly difficult. It's not costing you a dime. It's saying words that are to help you. And if you're not willing to invest in yourself, then who will? If you're not willing to invest five to six months to your healing, to your greater purpose, to, you know, getting yourself healthier and healthier, to, you know, claiming and actually seeing perfect health, to identifying it as your divine right, to loving yourself in totality, to radiate positive energy, to, you know, be full of energy, to to be that person who, you know, is positivity. If you won't do it, then who will? Who else is going to tell you that they love you? Who else is going to really look out for you? Who else is really going to tell you that they're grateful for you if you don't? Even if someone did, you wouldn't be able to receive it because you don't believe it yourself. So it starts with you first. It starts with the conversations that you interact with and the conversations that you be, that you start. Maybe you're the one that's creating negative conversations, the negative thinking, the negativity and in the in the workplace, the negativity at home, the negativity amongst your your friends. Maybe you're the one, but it definitely takes a lot of examination, a lot of self examination. Are you willing to do it? Something that you have to think about. <laughs> I want to thank you for spending the time with me. We had a great, great talk. I hope that, um, you know, you will start to really look at, you know, 
aligning yourself with what it is that you want. So listen, everybody, determine to be a do-gooder. <laughs> Put that goal in sight and go open other doors for yourself and ultimately for others. Remember, whatever you want in life, you can have it. Our do-gooders are go-getters. So guess what? You know what you got to do. You got to speak positivity and get up and go get it. Love you. Have a great week, everybody. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.